Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dr. Christian Luprecht joins us, good friend of this program, professor at Queen's University and the Royal Military College, Eisenhower Fellow at the NATO Defense College in Rome, Monk Senior Fellow in Security and Defense at the Macdonald Gloria Institute, and he's regularly called on as an expert witness before parliamentary committees. Christian, thank you for coming on the program. Remind us, please, what your most recent book is. Intelligence is Democratic Statecraft, uh, published by Oxford University Press in an effort to try to explain the importance of intelligence in the 21st century uh, when we're confronted uh, with adversaries such as Russia and China uh, that are looking to uh, not just undermine our democracy, but overturn the international rules-based order as we've come to know it uh, for the last uh, four recent decades. Very important book for people to read. Now, you talk about China and Russia, the adversaries. It's an asymmetrical warfare, I suppose, in a way. Um, But when you look at China and when you look at COP26 and the fact that Xi Jinping did not attend COP26, is China manipulating or attempting to manipulate COP and the, the entire climate issue to its own benefit? Or am I seeing ghosts? China is seizing the initiative and China is strategic about all matters of policy in the way that in the West we often are not. That is to say, it's not surprising that Xi Jinping did not show up. Chinese emperors have traditionally not uh, traveled outside of the country. They have had others come to them to do their bidding. And I think this is the message that Xi Jinping is sending, that uh, he no longer needs to travel to these meetings when people want something from him. They'll need to have to come and do their bidding in Beijing. But I think the real broader issue that China is driving here, uh, they're very much in favor of the sort of conversations that we are having um, about climate activism, climate change, and so forth, because it is strategically in China's interest. You've heard Bjorn Lomborg on this program. Uh, it is the, the whole climate change agenda is ruinously expensive. Uh, add to that the expenses from the pandemic. China is very happy for us to spend colossal amounts of money on the pandemic and on climate change, because that's money that's then not available to foster our prosperity, our innovation, or for that matter, deterrence. Because, of course, China is driving very actively uh, military innovation and uh, very aggressive uh, arms race in the land, maritime, air and aerospace domain. Um, China is also looking for us to distract uh, from the conversations that we're having. So rather than us focusing on the human rights abuses in China, uh, on China's arms buildup, uh, the climate conversation uh, distracts uh, from Uh, the real adversarial threats that China poses to uh, the international um, to the international order. Um, And it also means it ties Western countries systematically more to China, because one of the ways, of course, that we decarbonize is that we're outsourcing some of the carbon heavy industries, notably steel that makes up between 10 and 20 percent of Chinese emissions alone. Uh, to China. And uh, uh, so it means that, um, and if we get a border adjustment, that will in effect make our industries less competitive because now they don't have to operate uh, in a free trade environment. So no matter what we do on this file, China wins and the West loses. Don't Western nations recognize, realize what China's objective is? 
Well, I think there's a lot of naivete uh, about this. Um, and the narrative that uh, China is trying to foster, in particular when it comes to climate change, and we know that uh, uh, Chinese information operations are actively supporting um, the climate discussions and climate narrative that's being spun in uh, the West, very much for the reasons that are just outlined, works to China's favor. And so it is trying to um, support uh, an effort that makes it uh, that in democratic countries uh, really rallies people around this particular issue, precisely because uh, it so much favors China's geostrategic interests uh, in the medium and long term. And of course, one of the benefits that China has is that it has it, it is calculating strategically for the medium term, whereas democratic governments are always looking for the electoral payoff of four years or with minority governments in Canada, for instance, uh, a lot less. And so in the short term, the payoff for elected democratic uh, politicians is to uh, cave to broad public demands on climate change and overinvest in climate change to the detriment uh, of understanding these medium-term strategic objectives of our adversaries. Um, instead of being able to keep our eye uh, on the real, medium, and long-term challenges, that's not to say that climate change is not a significant challenge, but I think it is crowding out uh, the conversation, the strategic conversation that we need to have of what do we need to do to keep, uh, to constrain, contain, and deter uh, authoritarian regimes, notably China, but also Russia, uh, from their revisionist and ultimately uh, hegemonist uh, medium and long-term objectives. Well, China is not shy about expressing its satisfaction or dissatisfaction with the nation. Chinese ambassadors to Canada have tackled this country in very direct and unflattering terms, nasty terms, in fact. So with China having this this global, and they're very successful at it, this global uh, economic uh, empire, how would you expect China then might play this increased influence and dominance card in the medium term? What do they do? Well, international law, international norms, rules, agreements, have always constrained the hegemon traditionally. I mean, going back to international law and Grotius. So China simply doesn't want to see itself constrained by signing on to international agreements that it believes ultimately are not going to work in its strategic interest. And we know that when it does sign on to international agreements, it doesn't actually abide by them. It leverages them in terms of lawfare to try to extract concessions uh, from other countries and abuses these international agreements uh, for its own maximum strategic advantage. And I think we can see this now playing out in the economic domain as well, where China is trying to accrue um, as much economic power relative to the West as it possibly can. And the climate change agenda uh, certainly serves um, its, uh, its purposes in terms of shifting uh, economic power uh, in the medium term, continuing the broad shifts of economic power uh, from the West uh, to China. Intelligence as democratic statecraft, accountability, and governance of civil intelligence relations across the Five Eyes security community, the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Dr. Christian Luprecht's most recent book, published by Oxford Press. China certainly is a major factor in our daily lives. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.